0: Hello, welcome to Refined Gem. We're glad that you're here again. We continue with a series on hearing and responding to God's voice. Today we reflect on the topic, responding in faith when he speaks. We will primarily consider Noah when he was given specific instructions to build an ark. This is from the book of Genesis chapter 6. On Saturday, 22 May 2021, at around 6.30 p.m., Mount Nyiragongo, situated in the city of Goma in the Democratic Republic of Congo, erupted, killing at least 31 people and forcing 30,000 to flee their homes. The effusive eruption destroyed at least 900 houses and flattened five schools. It also damaged power and water supplies to the city. Some cautious residents fled crossing the border to Rwanda. In the days that would follow, the area was hit by at least 61 earthquakes in a day. There was then a government order five days later for the entire population to be evacuated in the wake of an imminent eruption. For those that chose to remain, it was as good as signing voluntarily a death sentence. Would the volcano erupt again? No doubt that release and indemnity agreements were signed between business partners for those that chose to remain in such risky circumstances to oversee their interests while taking a wait and see approach. The government directive to the people of Goma was heeded by the majority without hesitation. Perhaps because the events of 2002 were still fresh, the mountain's last eruption killed 250 people, displaced thousands, hot lava leaving a charred town. How easy was it for Noah to build a big boat when God told him he would destroy every living thing on earth with flood waters? Unlike the residents of Goma, who had seen devastation and loss of life before, no such flood had been experienced in Noah's times. Might Noah have questioned if he had God right? When God saw how corrupt and full of violence the earth had become, how all the people on earth had corrupted their ways and every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was evil continually, He was sorry that he had made man on earth and was grieved in his heart. He shared with Noah his plans to destroy both them and the earth. He had decided to start afresh by wiping off all mankind. He would only spare Noah, the only man he found righteous. He gave him very specific instructions on this big boat that he was to build. The boat would be big enough to hold a pair of each animal. Male and female, as God wanted to start all over again. The rest would perish in the flood waters. In Genesis chapter 6, verses 14 to 16, we see God speaking to Noah Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, cover it inside and outside with pitch, and this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width Fifty cubits, and its height thirty cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to that cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. It took Noah faith to believe and act on what God had instructed him to do. Perhaps he struggled to see what God had in mind, but he did the instruction anyway. He must also have faced ridicule from others when he began building the ark. How should you and I respond to a word of promise, a warning or a specific instruction when God speaks? Are we able to have a mental picture of what God has spoken to us about? It's easier to believe when we have seen actual proof. But faith works the other way around in that we first believe. Then we see, Zechariah and his wife were both righteous, but had no child. They were both well advanced in years, so almost zero chance of becoming parents. The angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah when he had gone to worship and informed him that he would have a child. Zechariah's response, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Most of us are often guilty of asking God for proof, just like Zechariah did, a logical explanation perhaps. Contrast this with Mary's response when Angel Gabriel told her that she would be with a child by the power of the Holy Spirit. She said, Behold, I'm the mid-servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. What a response, considering she was a virgin who had been betrothed, but not married yet to Joseph. We can read both stories in Luke chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Version puts it so profoundly that now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. No wonder Noah made it to the list of heroes of faith. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he moved with godly fear, prepared a knack for the saving of his household. You see, it takes faith to act on God's word, But did you know that if the enemy will not use others around you to plant doubt, he will easily use you to sabotage yourself? It's amazing to read so many verses that give us confidence in what God speaks to us. The enemy also knows scriptures. Remember he would quote them to Jesus while he was on his 40 days fast. He knows that God speaks in all integrity and that the entirety of God's word is true. That God has exalted his word above his name. That whatever God says cannot be revoked and that God is not a man to lie to you. The enemy also knows that without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We read this in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Since God doesn't change goalposts, the enemy can only use you to be the one to displace God. One calming effect of being at an ocean or a beach by the ocean is the breaking of waves on a rock. If you also have had a chance to watch such waves, you might have noticed that they are controlled by the wind. They will be driven in the direction the wind blows. The enemy knows that without faith, we are like such winds, and the result of being driven by the wind called out is that we get nothing. James chapter 1 verses 6 to 8 reads, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. And stable in all his ways. So, what are you and I to do? If the Lord has spoken to you a word of promise like that made to Zechariah and Mary, or a warning like that to Noah, take an actual step of faith in response. Walk away from that business deal he has warned you about. Buy that power suit for that job you're believing for. If you're married, and trusting God for a baby, go ahead and buy baby clothes. Apply for that passport as you trust God to travel. If it's hard to believe or see what God sees, ask the Lord to increase your faith, just like the father to the child who was demon-possessed, who cried, I believe, help my unbelief. See yourself living through the promise. God will be pleased and Honored by your faith. Thank you for listening and be blessed.